Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sully. Gordon is in Flagstaff today, but I am joined by former Flow Track employee, current tennis pro from Palm Springs. <laughs> it's Lincoln Shrike. Lincoln, good morning. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, that's the big news. Taking up a tennis career, not yet into the top 10 of the, I don't know, the tennis rankings, but we're we're working towards towards that Federer type of a type of a spot no i'm just kidding uh whoa we've got like gifts now things have gotten significantly uh <laughs> fancier it seems like we do you do live on youtube now i think without my salary budget has opened up for a lot more fun it seems like on this podcast so i'm excited to just be a part of it in any way i can be today i i appreciate you doing it i appreciate you coming on on, on relative short notice subscribe if you haven't yet to the FlowTrack podcast YouTube page, the FlowTrack YouTube page. Right now we have, well, it's about to start in about 18 minutes. The West Coast relays are going on right now. Those early morning 10Ks that Gordon and I were talking about are about to kick off. It is low 60s in, in Fresno. Things are gonna get hotter later on in the day. We got the whole schedule up on the website, but like we mentioned before, those morning 10,000s with some big names and then it's going to go late into the evening tonight on the West Coast. Going to try to avoid that hot weather and run some fast times. Other thing I want to mention at the top, we got a, a new show on FlowTrack. It's on the run, old name, but new show hosted by Serenity Douglas. First episode uh, went up. She interviewed uh, Kenny Harrison, world record holder. Second episode went up with Marquise Dendy, or is going up. I don't know if it's up already. Uh, very good stuff. Marquise Dendy, I don't know if you saw this, Lincoln, started a long jump beef during the winter and was really dedicated okay. to it and was amazing. And they talked for about 15 minutes of the beef and and where it headed. Uh, and it was, uh, it was a terrific, terrific conversation. He basically called everybody out on social media, said, if you're not gonna jump in this indoor meet, you're scared. Uh, and then that led into um, led into some good places, some entertaining spots. Yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't see that specifically, but I've known for years that Marquise Dendy is a good Twitter follow. Um, he has a lot of fun. I like, you know, in, like any athletes, uh, it seems to be there's two extremes with there. You're either like barely online and you know mm -hmm. if you're a famous athlete you like just tweet sponsored stuff yeah uh, and you have those athletes and then you have people like maybe dendy who are just extremely online who seems like they're getting done with their sport and uh being right on their phone so i appreciate him he's a lot of fun to follow yeah we should mention already great feedback for lincoln's appearance on the pod uh mm, brandon is excited good. the sisters from utah are excited to oh. see, have you back, Lincoln, too. I don't mm. want to say that Gordon's approval rating is low. I'll just say that people are mixed, some mixed feelings. Whereas, I mean, Lincoln just unites. Well, not, I wouldn't say unite because you made people mad with your Galen Rupp marathon take. Uh, and you made people mad mm -hmm. with your Ethiopian uh, world record take with G'day. The lights mm -hmm. really were polarizing take. But yeah. Yeah. That was tough. We got more gifts here. Um, and Travis really went all out wow, with the these gifts. Are, <laughs> these are these are fun. I like this. I, I have been seeing the little I've been paying attention. Gordon's been, you know, his takes are they've always been famous, but it seems like they're they're 
you know, the credibility is going down while the, the fame is at least going up for him as regarding his takes. So I'm excited mm -hmm. to see that. That seems like it's been his destiny for a long time. Yeah. So are you a full-time headband guy now? You kind of have to be. Uh, yeah, I have multiple in the rotation. Um, hats just look weird with the amount of hair I have. It's actually deceiving. So I haven't, my, my daughter's about to be nine months. I haven't cut my hair since she was born. No, it, there's no correlation. Uh, I, I mean, mm -hmm. the biggest thing is obviously, is obviously the pandemic. About three, you know, respect to my wife. She's been an okay barber. But I, I just, after about three quarantine cuts i was like you know what that i'm done mm -hmm. with the quarantine cut um i'm just gonna uh wait until i'm double vaxxed and maybe i'll go get a haircut well i am now double vaxxed but i don't mm. you know i've been rolling with the this the long hair for a little bit now and i don't know it's just kind of keeping it going as a uh as a kind of on a semi-retired unemployed person it's uh oh and then the tennis <laughs> pro it's just kind of a vibe <laughs> I'm I'm looking to be on. So <laughs> you're a relatively serious haircut guy. That's something that I learned about you when we started working together. You're on the there's a couple camps. There's people like me who rarely pay for yeah. a haircut, and when I do, I go to the lower end. You were serious. You're pretty diligent. Your alarm would go off. Yeah, but, oh, it's the eighth of the month. Yeah, That's haircut day. One. Typically, I mean, I wasn't like a crazy, like once every two weeks, but I, I, you know, I, I've just have gone a lot in my life with different styles. Um, mm -hmm. and right now is the long, long hair period. I don't know why necessarily. I can't really explain it, but I've had everything from a full shaved head, not a bald head, but you know, a, a shaved head <laughs> to, to what I'm, what I'm going with now, everything in between. But sometimes I go through those periods where I am like regimented with a haircut it's just not one of those periods right now. Mm. All right. Well, on today's show, we're going to talk about the NCAA bumping back up the regional fields from 32 to 48. Kipchoge potentially running the Boston Marathon. At least that's what we want to have happen. And we'll talk about which mm. events are the most watchable this year and respond to some YouTube comments. Some of them are about Gordon. So we'll just pretend that you're Gordon and we'll just plug you in as Mr. <laughs> Mac. But first, before we do that, before we talk about this NCAA decision at the top. What sort of stories have caught your eye now that you're not full-time following question. track and field? I'm just, I'm just curious. Well, the only one that's really stood out, let's be honest, is the, the dog story. I mean, that's that one to international <laughs> acclaim, right? The dog, I love Colbert. the track and field stories that, yeah, that, that make, news it's like is this is is this news that dogs are fast i mean it, it was cool that it the dog stayed on the track and was focused and beat the individual who was running but uh there we go holly the mini golden doodle viral track it was funny i mean but but it is it's always a little bit tinge of sadness um the the track stories that make international news mm -hmm. you know it's like it's like something like this that's a gimmick or it's Matt Bowling with a gale storm wind running 998 or whatever it was. Uh, it, mm. It's just, it's never the traditional stuff. I mean, a fast dog, I mean, don't get me wrong. That dog's gonna be yeah. fun to play fetch with, but uh, I thought that was a, that was a little silly. And then I, you know, I continue to follow the NCAA. I saw Nico Young's uh, uh, whiteout uh, spikes. That was fun and uh or whatever that was uh you know i you get all the tertiary the side stuff i've i've gone back and forth the last half decade between 
between being so intensely focused on track and field and then just mm-hmm. being like loosely, like I think most people are, it's an interesting little, uh, I don't, I don't know what's the word juxtaposition, if you will. So obviously mm-hmm. it's an Olympic year. I'm, I'm about to be really, really keyed in, but all the little meets in between you can kind of ignore, you know, I think it's a good sign that Trayvon Bromel beat Noah Lyles, but you don't have to put too much stock in it. If you're me, you're just like, okay, he's, he's chugging right along. He's, he's doing well. You look at, you catch up on, you know, where your the athletes are, as long as they're healthy, everything looks good. You don't have to intensely focus on it if you're me, but uh, I've been loosely keeping up on the college scene. You know, I saw obviously a thing, Mo run 157. I mean, she could win the gold medal. That's pretty exciting. Uh, yeah. But not too much, not too much, basically. We also saw when you were talking, a clip appear from Japanese television with the dog, which look would have been perfect for you because as Long-time mm-hmm. listeners of the podcast, no, you've been interviewed for some unknown reason for Japanese television, not once, but on two separate occasions. So this would have yeah. been the the wheelhouse situation for you. Maybe you would have been able to call in or something on Japanese television and give commentary in the dark. I don't know what's I, going I on. There's captions. <laughs> There's amazing graphics. Yeah. This really takes it to the next. Like, what is that image? Cats hugging? See, can. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, I, I've always enjoyed the limited amount of interaction I've had with the Japanese media. I've, I've always enjoyed, uh, I'm kind of a little cult celebrity there. It's not a big deal. Um, <clears throat> expert on the Japanese related track and field athletes. What, why did this take off so much? I mean, if on in a vacuum, dog runs on track. Mm-hmm. Like, would you think this took would have taken off just if you would have heard, like, here's the pitch. A dog runs in a high school track meet and beats the individual who's, I mean, dogs have four <laughs> legs, right? <clears throat> it, right. Would you, would it you was have the, thinking that would have gone so viral? Well, people like it when animals do human things. And it wasn't just the dog was running past somebody at the park. It's that it acted like it was participating in the race and, and yeah, ran off of yeah. the curve, stayed almost in the lane and they asked her, and it wasn't enough to beat her, kind of then swerves into her lane <laughs> to make it difficult for her. Like a little bit, of, the dog had a little bit of a chip on its shoulder there, which I think yeah, people yeah. appreciated. It was as if they were participating. See, we got the Colbert clip here too. And he did an Air Bud joke at the end, which is what I would mm-hmm. have done too. So mm-hmm. it made me feel like I'm not too far from late night greatness. Yeah. But yeah, because I mean, so look, now I mean, that I see it, this, it's, it's, for it's the literally in the time. race. Yeah, it's like in the race. Yeah, it's and it, funny. It, I will say Holly does make quite the kick. I mean, it's a kick of the week for sure. Um, it's an impressive comeback. <laughs> the the poor the poor uh, uh, girl there running. I mean, she doesn't look appear to be slow, and obviously she's winning the human portion of the race. It's just yeah, that yeah. she didn't know she was dealing with all elements of the animal kingdom there. And uh, listen, golden doodles. I've called them the next bolt for many years. Uh, I think they have supreme breeding capacity. Uh, watch out. Right. Yeah. All right. So the story that broke last night was the NCAA moving back to their original number for regional qualifiers to from 32 back to 248. So order is restored. That was a big push from coaches to get this number back. You can see the tweet there on the screen. Uh, Basically the reason, the pretext it was given for why they would cut the 
field sizes down was because of the pandemic and wanting to mm -hmm. cut down on the amount of people in the travel party, number of people at the facility. That clearly didn't hold water because no other sports were cutting down, at least that drastically, the amount of people that were participating here. So obviously good news for people 33rd to 48 on the descending order list, Lincoln. I can't help but wonder if that changes some coaches' plans in in the coming weeks, especially in events that are competitive this year. I don't know if you've heard it, but Gordon's a particular fan of the men's 5,000. And that's a really, really hard event to get into, especially in the West. Well, this just opens up what, you know, 16 more spots for Gordon's beloved yeah. event there. Great work by Travis on the graphics. What was your what was your takeaway? Were you surprised that they they backtracked? No, I'm never surprised when any element of track and field, be it World Athletics or any, I don't know if you want to call it NCAA track and field governing body. I guess they are. Um I'm never surprised when they bow to pressure that that's the track and field is one of the easiest institutions as a whole to kind of push and uh, make them mm -hmm. change, change rules. Uh, you know, I could go through history, but we don't, we don't necessarily need to do that from, you know, rules regarding uh, events. Let's think about world athletics, putting back events after they removed them mm -hmm. uh, a couple of years prior uh, yeah. In 2019 for 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 2020 i mean it's just it's it just this happens whenever even there's a mo modest tweet storm and that we have somebody is travis going through here and getting my photo of uh me doing japanese media this is incredible um yeah. uh there you go i don't know if that's on your screen but i, I see it online yeah okay yeah. um no i listen i think they had to you 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 watch other sports um that are navigating the pandemic with with numbers and doing seemingly just fine. Um, I, I would hope, and I don't know this, but I would hope most athletes are vaccinated by the time they're competing at at uh, the preliminary meets, uh, the not the regional meets, but the uh, whatever the word, the pre yeah, like prelims. Um, yeah, it's, and if you yeah, you've been right. to those, if if you've been to those meets like I have in the past, it's not that big of a meet. You think, oh wow, that, that forty eight athletes per event, it really, it's one, it's segmented out and it's, it, it feels mm -hmm. like a kind of a small meet. Obviously there's heats yep. and you know, at the beginning there's quite a few of them, but if you've been to a, like a track, like, a, like an invitational track meet, I mean, this is a, this is a tiny little drip of a, of a, of a invitational type of a track meet. So many less athletes than would typically be in a regular season meet. So although 48 for every event sounds like a lot, it's really not when you compare it to other meets during the season. So yeah, this was a no brainer to me. Yeah, that's a great point. I, all those years you covered the East and I covered the West and that was one of my takeaways as well too. People didn't hang out and I know the weather was kind of mm -hmm. bad in the East, the two years you were there, or at least one of the years. But it's not like getting around to cheer in the stands. Oh, they're in championship mode. So a lot of people, mm -hmm. they'll leave the venue as soon as their event is over and then come back. So you could theoretically do, you could do worse than, than this meet in terms of if you're adding people to it. It's easy oh, to course. keep the crowd dispersed. I mean, we saw in indoors, they were taking, you know, they were basically taking shifts, right? The women, then the men, the women, then the men to keep down the amount of people at the venue. This meet already kind of did that on its own, even before COVID protocols, just because of what people wanted to get out of the meet. I remember the first year I did it, I was trying to do interviews with people who had won 
right? And you call, and you try to locate them like 20 minutes after the race is over. And it's just like, it's the doing the cool down um, towards the bus yeah. situation, right? Yeah. Like in high school, yeah, when you, yeah. you, you run the, you run the 3,200 at the end of the meet and it's like, no, no, keep going. Bus is already turned up. It's already going. Just, just hop in the bus and go yeah. home. Like people are not, they're not really congregating in this sort of meet. Obviously people aren't congregating as much in general now because of the pin. So this, this would have been an easy fix. So yeah. I just feel, I feel good for the coaches who get extra athletes in feel good for those extra athletes. who are going to have an opportunity to, to race at least one more time. Maybe someone will be 33 and make it through. Maybe a star athlete won't have to run as much in the regular season, right? Yeah. Which, which will help exactly. them down the line. There's all, there's all sorts of ramifications, uh, for this. Yeah, and I'm not one usually to have sympathy for the athletes that are just have a goal to make it to to pre to prelims. But mm -hmm. I mean, for some athletes who maybe had to wait, uh, you know, two years since their last was a, a a preliminary meet, and maybe they just missed it, well, they get a much better chance to to latch on and 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 uh, and to qualify. That's obviously big picture. Not yeah. many people care. But for some people, that's a big deal. And so it is It is nice to them, specifically for those athletes who aren't going to make it to nationals, who have been waiting two years for this opportunity after, you know, 2020 got wiped out. Um, so it, it's a nice little bonus. Yeah. So people can refresh that that TFERS page. You can go all the way down to 48 now. You don't need to stop <laughs> at 32. You can keep going down the page and just keep scrolling and keep scrolling and keep scrolling until you get to... To 48, I think about the 10,000 mm -hmm. just adds a little more wiggle room there. Maybe you know, Connor Mance doesn't need to run as hard, for example, which I mean, no one's worried about Connor Mance making the meet, but it just, it provides that extra set of, that extra assurance, that extra comfort. And it's what they were used to. And they got, they got used to this pattern of this is how many people make the meet. And then when things tighten up, then people obviously are going to scramble a bit here all right let's change gears let's talk about the the most watchable events in track this year and by track i mean elite high level you know ncaa or above so diamond league olympics olympic trials which events are you most excited to see if you could only tune in for one or two which ones are you highlighting this year and you could look at that as just what sort of names are involved in the events, their propensity to race, how likely are we to see them match up against other top names, um, the history of the event, the rivalries that are present in that event, just whatever you deem as watchable, what's gonna get to, to tune in. And the reason I thought of this topic, Lincoln, is we found out, and we see someone on the chat just mentioned this actually, the Gateshead uh, Diamond League meet just announced their 100 field for the end of May. And it's Fraser Price, Elaine Thompson, Shakari Richardson, and Shawnee Miller, or uh, excuse me, Dean Asher Smith in the 100. Yeah. So the basically the four biggest names are going to meet in the women's 100 what, three weeks before the Olympic trials, right? And about, you know, two months before the Olympics. And this should not be a news story, but it is because it's rare to see even the top two names go at it. But to get all four from yeah. three different countries 
in the same race is going to be awesome. So because of that, I would deem the women's 100 this year as incredibly watchable, right? You got the young star in Richardson. You have the ultimate clutch performer in Shelly M. Frazier. You have Elaine Thompson and Dina Asher-Smith who have won major medals. I think it's going to be a great event this year, Lincoln. I will be tuning in anytime there's a women's 100. Hey, as an American biased fan, um, I don't know if people could tell by my accent, but I am an American. Um, let me just say how refreshing it is <laughs> to have Shakari Richardson back in the 10 sevens and, you know, being somebody who is right in the thick of it. Not that we thought after kind of things fell apart for her in 2019, that, that all of a sudden she was to use a NFL NBA term, a bust, but just having her back this season, seeing her run, what she ran 10, what? 1072 did i see that is mm -hmm. that correct yeah. yeah i mean that's yeah. that's in that's incredible um uh you know you knew you hadn't heard the last of her obviously but wow she's she's uh back and surpassed where she was in 2019 so that, that that's cool with with how young she is obviously uh in an olympic year and then the other you, you know the other three have already been there done that with gold medals um not in the hundred for dean asher smith but obviously in the two um yeah that's that's it's got some, this event obviously will have some competition as we'll talk about. It's a good pick though. That's going to be a fun one uh, to watch. Certainly better mm -hmm. than, I know there's some names in the men, men's hundred, but wait, this, this women's side is way more entertaining than the men's hundred right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And listen, it doesn't mean that every single time the women's hundred is going to be this stacked, but they have enough people involved and you have someone like Richardson where you really don't know what she's capable of. She could mess around mm -hmm. and run a 10, 10, 6, 7 this year. And I don't think people mm -hmm. should be too stunned. And we're all going to be watching Fraser Price to see, does she have another run you know, left in her? In 2019, she's running low 10, 7s, looked as good as, as ever. So one of those four are always going to be involved. And that's going to make that event really fun to watch. And on the rare occasion when all four and maybe someone else pops up as well too, get to the line. It's going to be, uh, it's going to, but Shakira Richardson, I mean, every time she runs, it's just like must, it's like must see, right? She's running something super fast. She's celebrating at the line. She's a show in and of herself. And then you add in, like yeah. I said, the, the, the dominance of, of Fraser Price and obviously what Asher Smith and, and Thompson have done. So I think women's 100, I'd put at the top of my watchability list this year. What do you have? Oh, I mean, I'm going to go with the men's 400 meter hurdles. I, I know it's a broken record for, that we've been talking about this event for two years, probably. Um, but Warholm, Rye Benjamin, Samba, uh, a world records. If it doesn't go down before, it's going to happen in the Olympic final. Uh, I feel really, really confident saying that with where uh, Carson Warholm was in mm -hmm. 2020 and obviously in 2019. Uh, that that event is is fun, and you add the entertainment value of Warholm, you know, pre race, post race, and the fact that he's you know kind of the clear top dog right now. You still have the talent of Rye Benjamin. The the you know he may have actually the most talent, at least the most speed. Uh, well, that's not mm -hmm. a debate that he has the most speed, but you know he may you could say he has the most talent. Um, so that that event, I think, is really going to produce a world record. Uh, the women's 400 hurdles will lot, probably do the same, um, but for me, the the, the men's 400 hurdles kind of takes 
that next step because there are three guys as opposed to two women um, for for the 400 hurdles. So that's, to me, quite watchable. Mm -hmm. Here's an interesting stat that you probably know. How many big names would you say there are between the men's and women's formula hurdles right now? Seven? Is that a, is that, I mean, that's kind of a subjective big names. Yeah. What do you list mean by them. big Who names? would you say? Well, it's, it is subjective, oh, but who okay. would you say is a big, a big name? Basically a gold medal threat uh, in the four hurdles between the men and the women. Yeah. I mean, you know, Muhammad McLaughlin, uh, Warholm, Benjamin, Samba, uh, Shamir Little, uh, who's the, who's the, uh, the former bronze medalist um, on the women's side, the American. I'm, I'm forgetting her name. Um, Ashley. Ashley Spencer. Am I forgetting? Yeah, Ashley Spencer. Ashley uh, Spencer. So that's what. Okay. Six, and then that's who, I'm forgetting somebody else too. Oh, that's. Well, seven. you can okay. put Corey Carter in there. Yeah, well, I'm Corey just focusing Carter. on. Oh, I'm just looking at those those five. Yeah. yeah, I'm just looking at those five, but you could probably extend it to somebody else. To to you can make it even bigger. But when you take. Warholm, Benjamin, Samba, McLaughlin, Muhammad. Of those four, how many of them have run a 400-meter hurdle race since Doha? Oh, just Warholm. Correct. Does that worry you at all Yeah. in terms of watchability, the fact that we haven't seen them in a while? I know eventually they'll come around. And they'll race this event. No, I think, I mean, does it, would it, if, if, if LeBron James and I don't know, uh, who else do you want to put in there? I mean, that's a good dunker. If, if they all of a sudden said, Hey guys, I know you haven't seen us in a dunk contest, it, you know, Anthony Davis, a bunch of these guys, a bunch of these superstars. Hey, I know we haven't done any dunk, any dunk contests in our careers, but yeah. you guys want to see us in a dunk contest. And I don't think there'd be like, no, we haven't seen you guys do it. Like, no, save that for like the, the C plus stars that usually do the dunk. No, of course. Of course, it do, that doesn't yeah. worry me in the fact that because these athletes are still training and all, I mean, um, I guess the one athlete, maybe, maybe I, again, I've been paying attention little and it's in, and it's been here and there. Uh, what's Muhammad been up to? It feels like I haven't heard from her. Has she not made her season debut or am I just missing that? Not, in the, not, not, she hasn't run a four hurdle race. She's okay, but she has run, though. She, she's she run an open run. quarter. Yeah, she ran an open okay. quarter, but uh, I think the weather was really bad and that it was one of those listen, Texas meets. Yeah. And listen, I know she's she was everything in 19 and kind of took an off year in 20. She is now 30 or 31. I mean, so like there will come a time, I would think soon, where she can't compete with the, 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 the youth <clears throat> of Cindy McLaughlin anymore. And maybe the, the fact that, you know, she lost a year is, is really going to hurt her. I, I don't know. McLaughlin seems to be doing fine just based on her like light season uh, debuts and, you know, going in these other events that aren't her specialty, but she's clearing hurdles in the, in the hundred, right. in the hundred, uh, hundred hurdles, just fine. She's running the open four, just fine. I'm not going to worry about her. Uh, the only thing I, like I said, would be Muhammad just as she's just getting a little older, but you know, she, she just ran, uh, what, what was it? 50, 52 what was it 18 or I, I forget what it was i mean it it wasn't that long ago uh you know doha 52 16 yeah it, doha wasn't a yeah, million yeah. years ago i know it's going to be two years ago but it shouldn't have been that long for some of these athletes i think it's good that they've they've laid off Warholm just uh you know he's just a 
he's too high energy. He can't sit at home. Like he told us and didn't want to waste a year. So no, it doesn't for the reason I mentioned with like the, the dunk contest comparison. No, if, if all the best athletes all, all just decided after a long time to start competing in something exciting again, I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. It's very watchable. Yeah. Muhammad also ran a couple 200s this year and a four by four and a 400, but she hasn't okay. gone over hurdles. I just think it was funny when we talked to Warholm, I'm never going to waste a year of my career. One year is 10% of, of an average pro's career. The other four big stars yeah. in the event uh, took a completely different approach, which is just, it's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was just an interesting contrast there. All right, let's get a live look now here at the West Coast Relays. See, this is a, a good a benefit to the video portion of the podcast. Audio, you're not getting this. Um, mm -hmm. But athletes you see the men's, men's 10,000. listeners that. Yeah. Athletes are competing. I like the track. I like multicolored tracks. Looks like you got Nico Young up there rabbiting, I believe, ahead of Abdihamid Nur. Blaze Farrell looked like Brandon Garnica was in there as well too. Anyway, you can check so that I'm out. I'm not familiar with this. Is I was just going to say what this meet is. This a new meet or is it just now? There's suddenly big names coming to this meet. What's the deal with this this event? I'm, I'm this meet has a this meet has a rich history, but without yeah without Peyton Jordan, uh, Brian Clay had to restrict fields because of the pandemic. I, I think see. more people um west coast relays so you can check that out i, I mean i would do split screen if anything because you're going to want to stick with us because we're going to name some other watchable events this year in 2021 <laughs> uh so go crazy lincoln what's your next one? Oh, i can go again um cool um wow this is this is tough for me. It would be a little boring after we just spoke about the men's and women's four hundred hurdles to just say the women's four hundred hurdles. Um, we're putting those together. May, we know, covered them both. Yeah, They're we're great. putting those together. I mean, the shot put, the men's shot put. I, I see it up yeah. there on your your list of recommendations. Here, it's on my Kevin mm -hmm. Sully algorithm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ryan Krauser is is appointment viewing. I mean, I was watching the shot put a lot last year. Obviously, he was one of the few stars really getting out there, but. Mm -hmm. No, every 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 time he's thrown over twenty two meters and a bad throw is like twenty two two, and it seems like he's got a real shot if if things go right this year to get above twenty three meters and you know obviously twenty three twelve sitting there, um, he's the reigning Olympic champion and there's other dudes who have beat him. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, up there's another American who has beat him. It's a really good event. Now, is the shot put the most watchable event? No, mm -hmm. because in track and field, there's hard, there's not going to be a shot put dedicated event. It, this would, we're really expanding the definition of watchable. Yes, you're going to have to sit there and actually, if you're just a shot put fan, you're going to have to endure the running events, but and them cutting back and forth. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, let's say you can't watch, you can't watch the meet live, and maybe you just get the highlight package that that's that's going to be that's going to be worth it the the shot put has become and it, that's that's a change for me obviously in the shot put when it's not near world record breaking territory do i pay attention as much mm -hmm. no but uh krauser has just been peppering the strike zone and the strike zone in this uh situation is the the record books he's just been peppering it for for you know year plus and uh it, it seems like it's coming um so it's it's certainly watchable in insofar as you can watch a shot put competition like i said it's it's a little tough field events are really try hard not to be watchable but ryan krauser is transcendent so he makes it so
Yeah. Well, you can see how well he did indoors. This is the past indoor season here. You know, 2282, 2272, 26 is all over the board. I mean, just uh, just sensational. And then, you, you know, we were there in Doha. People are saying it's the greatest field event competition of all time. Yeah. Right? Between yeah, him, and it was... um, Walsh, Kovacs, Seconders there. It was, uh, it was insane. On the topic of field events, I'll also throw in men's pole vault. I think you got to include in there yeah. because of the Mondo factor. Yeah, of course. You don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. I think that one's going to be really exciting this year and here's a sleeper one i'm excited this women's long jump women's long jump is going to be fun tara davis has been tearing it up collegiate records indoors and outdoors you got Brittany reese mm -hmm. who one of those underrated track and field athletes of the era um i want to see them go at it at the trials and then potentially at the olympics you got mihambo of germany being coached by carl lewis that's going to oh. be fun. Can, can she up her game? Yeah, the, I think the women's long jump could be could be a cool event this year to watch. Fun as fact, well. uh, mm -hmm. Brittany Reese had eight gold medals by the time Tara Davis was born. So it's a it's a little known fact, but it's... Is that a true um, stat? That's not at all true. But, oh, but okay, okay. I, Brittany Reese is pretty ageless when it comes to the the long jump. Uh, she's been around for, for quite a bit. Tara, Tara Davis... Uh, is uh quite quite a bit younger more than a decade so mm -hmm. that's that's could be a fun little trials back and forth there i wanted to also mention someone in the chat talked about the men's 15 which i think is worth talking about because there's the the trials intrigue with hawker if he runs it and then of course you have the top level of inga britson which chariot what do you think about the men's 15 I mean, I, I'll be honest, is now that I'm, again, uh, focusing less on it, I, I really am able to, on, on track and field, uh, it'll intensify as the trials come and then the, obviously the Olympics. I really am able to see which events are the best, in my opinion, because I, I know which ones I'm thinking of. And the 1500 is just not, not it, whether it's the fact that maybe the Americans are down a little bit, um, mm -hmm. or I'm just kind of bored with the dominance of Chariot, or I'm waiting for Ingebrigtsen to get it get something better than second place um you know i know he's like still 15 but i don't know it's just not an event but you don't think this could be the you don't think this could be the year though do you think this I, could oh, be the could year be. when we could, could see be. it could be i'm Inga just saying close like that as, as far as a watchable event um nobody makes 328 and 329 more boring than timothy chariot so i feel bad that's <laughs> um you know i mean listen you may be offended by this he may be the Tim Duncan of the 1500 and listen, wow. you're going to be offended by that. And, wow. and, and greatest and, power forward yeah, of all time. And, 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 uh, and listen, I, that he's still going to be great and maybe we'll, we're going to appreciate him. You know, we'll, 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 we'll miss appreciating him during his career when he's, when he's not here anymore. Um, not, not dead, but not, not competing. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I am much, I mean, I can just think of several other events. I'm, I'm more excited about um, than on Give the men's one. side. I, I um, I mean the men's the men's five thousand. When you you have Cheptegei, you have Mohamed, you have the Ethiopians. You you have um, on the American side. You know what will is Chalimo going to be there? Uh, mm -hmm. Are we going to like? Are is it legitimate chance that I mean not that he's going to be a medal contender, but is there a legit actual legitimate chance that 
we have someone in Cole Hawker who can make the Olympic team as, as like a 19, 20 year old. Um, I, again, that's a separate conversation than the metal threats. I'm not going to freak out about that, but it's, it's just, a, yeah, yeah. it's an event that's, it's been a, it's an event that's been on my mind frequently, just the ramifications, both for the trials and obviously for when we get to the Olympic final, um, compared to the 1500, uh, is it's a whole different, it's a whole different thing. It's, it's much more in the front of my mind. Mm-hmm. Well, you have Jakob in that 5,000 field. Yeah, yeah, and Ingr Ingerbritsen too. To maybe St Stuart McSwain. You have a lot of different countries mm -hmm. represented in the in the five. The only thing that could add a little bit more to the five is if Mo Farah wants to dip mm. his toe in that one as well too. I guess he's already dipped his toe on multiple gold medals. So like jump back in the pool. Yeah. I don't know how that is. <laughs> maybe do that thing. You know, when you were younger and you'd go from the hot tub into the pool? And you'd maximize the two extreme temperatures, whatever that is. Maybe yeah. he would do, he would do that. That could he take it to the next level. Up. Yeah, it's hard to. You can't really pick a 10k for this because there's not really many 10ks to be found in the track world now. Right. Um, yeah. Women's side of things, it's tough with the distance because you. I, mean, I have a feeling where people are going, but you don't know. So my default would be to say the women's 15, because you're probably going to oh, yeah. Hulahan Simpson. Kippy gone. You got Gudolf Sagai, who set the world record indoors as well in the mix. You might get Sifan Hassan, but even if you don't, the, it's still so deep on that women's 1500 meter side. There's obviously going to be intrigue um, in the trials as as per usual in that event too. And I, I just on the like you just said there with the trials. I mean. May do I think Jenny Simpson will elevate her game by the trials? Yes, but is are we starting to see the kind of the end of an era with Jenny with Jenny Simpson? I know she was kind of flat in the event she ran last week at Hayward Field. Um, again, April is different than June, but there there could be a changing of the guard. We may have. I mean, Houlihan will be there for sure, but uh, other mm -hmm. than that, will we have new names on the on the the U.S. team? Yeah, like you said, is Hassan gonna be there uh what's Segay got to Segay got to say there you go there's a pun uh Lyndon Hall's been making noise I know I know that's probably not a name that many people are gonna think about when they think about the 1500 but I don't know these these athletes that have been running well for the last few months I mean you typically athletes can maintain this for a full season so this may be her career year to to jump up she's already run 359 so there's a lot of intrigue for mm -hmm. me on in that event as well as there's been obviously it, it's multiply many times over if Hassan's there, but there's other athletes running well. We haven't even mentioned Faith Kipyegon. So who who actually will have to run an event besides the thousand this year, I've heard. So <laughs> Yeah, and women's five won't be bad either with Hassan and Obiri and whoever else. Yeah. Schweizer will be fun to watch there too. But I, I put the fifteen hundred see, see who you didn't mention though. Of... Look who you didn't mention. You did not mention the world record holder, and see what I'm saying. My point is proven. Oh, the tenth about Gaday, of course. Of course. <laughs> I always think of her. You know, ten thousand. Maybe it's gonna be a ten thousand. Yeah. What do you? Okay, so light specialist. Eights are tough. Stop. Stop. Eights are tough <laughs> because it's very U.S. for the men, right? If you're a, if you're a U.S. fan, you're all in on the eight right now because it's yeah. It's very top heavy, but then you go beyond that. It's like, okay, if Brazier and Hopple, if they're not in the race, right? There's obviously no Rudy. Like those are the, the, the two best guys I think in the world right now, Amos, you, you know, he runs in such a unorthodox manner 
that would be fun. That would pull you there. But I think that one will be really good at trials. It's going to be so watchable at trials. I think the American record will get broken mm. at the at the Olympic trials. But just the garden variety oh, Diamond wow. League meets, if it's missing a couple of those people, yeah, I think it's going to be broken. I think those Diamond League meets. 142.3? Yeah, it's going to be fast. It's going to be wow. fast. Hopple is better than he's wow. ever been before. Uh, I think you're going to, I think both of them are going to go under 143. You're going to see two guys under 143 and the winner's going to break the American record. We haven't oh. discussed this before. You're too busy playing tennis. You're preserving and volleying. And you yeah. Didn't hear well, I didn't know that. Men's I 800. I didn't know that we were thinking that we were in that territory um, <laughs> for the trials. It is a brand new track. Uh, tracks fast. I've heard the spikes are decent. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess, no. I mean, I guess if I, think about it it seems like a possibility a guy did run 143 indoors right so not one of those two but a guy mm -hmm. did um yeah who, who was that Ellie was giles. giles or yeah, yeah and he'll be he'll be fun on the international stage as well too but it just it's it's america heavy at the top so i could see mm -hmm. american audiences being all in but if there's a diamond league that does not include uh a lot of these big names then it's it's tough women's four is another one that i think could be cool because you have Miller Weibo and Nasser, which is a great rivalry. The American side, you have the Felix element there too. I know she's going to run the two and the four, but you have Felix there. And then you have a bunch of people like Jonathan and Francis and uh, Ellis and Wimmerly. And, I mean, Shamir Little ran sub sub 50. Quinera Hayes ran sub 50. There's just a lean Irby. There's so many people there that it's going to be fun trying to sort out the from the american perspective but then at the top i think that miller weibo nasa rivalry if they meet is going to be even if we only see it once it's going to be worth it it's that good i don't think they like each other and they're both two of the best all time at this event i think uh you can boil it down to that and uh that's just appointment viewing yeah you it may only be you know, it may only be in the Olympic final that we see them. Mm -hmm. um, but if that's that, that's I'm worth I'm willing to wait for that. That's that's well worth it. Um, you know, the Nasser's bigger biggest uh, critic was Miller Weibo when all the, the, the stuff came, came out about her whereabouts stuff that eventually got mm -hmm. pulled back. But uh, that, yeah, it's going to be it's, it's, it's fun to watch. I just like I said, I don't think they really like each other uh, and their rivals on the track and uh gold medals at stake and that's in, in the olympics and uh that you can't ask for anything better than that mm -hmm. all right are there any other events on your watchability index mm, you no i think you can this. turn it in for every other event you don't know um <laughs> the 15 the 5 the 10 i mean the 10 i guess women's eight will we'll depend the the women's eight is is good. I mean the the U.S. team is going to be so superb. Um, you know, the thing is, Mo factor. I mean, I just have been so impressed with her. I knew she was going to be good, but sometimes you just don't know with athletes that are spectacular in high school um, where they're going to. You know, she's been good for so long that the thought of her kind of plateauing was, I think, in the front of mine and a lot of other people's minds but she has continued to ascend and uh i mean she could be the, like i said earlier she'd be the olympic champion and i don't think too many people would be surprised at this point um so it, it, she does make it obviously i don't want to 
uh, you know, Ajay Wilson has kind of bored us with with greatness for years and years and years, and mm -hmm. is due for a gold medal. So, so that that factor, two Americans, uh, you know, both from what they're both from New Jersey. Uh, that's <laughs> uh, that's interesting in and of itself, and they're both going to be competing for that on the American side. I mean, we just have a great group of young talent uh, uh, all across the board right now. Um, I know Christian Coleman's not going to be there, um, but Mm -hmm. Every everywhere, every event is loaded with, with Americans. I mean, yeah, the the men's four hundred too. Uh, you know, Michael Norman's pretty good. Sure. Fred Curley's yeah, yeah. pretty good. Steve, Stephen Stephen Gardner's not American, but he's he's gonna be he's gonna be probably there as well. So yeah, the, every event it's an Olympic year. I mean, I don't I don't know if people have heard, but it's 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 uh, <laughs> I, everything is is watchable. I mean, I will I will even you know avoid gouging my eyes out for the 200s like it's it's uh every event's going to be fun in its own way well someone just said in the chat i've heard this too that miller wable is going to run the 200 which i'll say to people as someone who's covered the sport for a while what people say they're going to run and what people actually end up running are two very different things so i have no idea if that's going to be the case that would be sad that but, would be bad don't do that but she ran 49 low in april yeah. i think that gives you an indication of how good she's 400 we have seen nasser do something like that i mean we we know what she richardson's capable of in the 200 right actually we don't we don't know what she's capable of the 200 because she's run some but i don't think she's had that equivalent 10-7 run that she's had in the 200 obviously asher smith's really good in the 200 miller has been been better than her in the past so i don't know is the 400 going to be easier the 200 going to be easier i'm not sure it's a shame she can't do both but i don't think that she's ruling anything out right now especially when you open with a 49 0. yeah um i will be comfortable if she wins the 400 giving her an honorary gold medal in the 200 um yes. you know, maybe yes. you know if if somebody wins a gold medal and runs uh, you know 21 7 okay maybe not but mm -hmm. but it's uh i you know my opinion and i think most people's opinion is she, she should run the 400 the biggest thing is it's a bummer that world athletics world athletics couldn't figure out a uh <laughs> a way to to make the schedule work uh, that i think you guys have been down that road though um but she should run the 400 yeah i'm pulling it up i'm pulling it up right now uh for 2022 schedule? in eugene they made all the yeah, they made the doubles all possible for for Eugene in 2022, but that mm -hmm. apparently was not on the to-do list when they made the schedule for uh, Tokyo. So, yeah, they're yeah. both in the – well, wait, hold on a second. Oh, no, yeah, they're, they're kind of overlapping each other in the back half. Women's 200 final is on August 3rd. Um. Women's foreign semifinals. Yeah, I mean, I just, they could have made this way easier. They didn't need to do it that way. Anyway, I just. Oh, well. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get why it can't just be a standardized <laughs> schedule and they keep this, like, they make a schedule and you keep the schedule the same. Does not make sense to me. But my point is, I would not take any, I'm doing this event for sure, or I'm doing that event for sure right now there was a lot of felix is doing the 200 discussion but uh i talked to someone who had 
talked to her and they said, no, the plan is still two and four. I mean, you're going to, for the trials, you're going to give yourself as many options as you can. I think personally, she has a better yes, chance sir. in the four. And obviously she's a much better chance of making the Olympic team because in the relay pool, they're going to take your 400 finish. They're not looking at your 200 finish. So yeah, yeah. if you finish fourth yeah. in the 200, you're out. If you finish eighth in the 400, you're probably going to get at nice least one of those mixed Olympia. gender. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get those mixed gender mm. uh, four by four spots. I was almost called it the mixed gender yeah. two by two by four, but then that was combining two different 400 remixes there. Yeah, exactly. Shows you how much that uh, event's taken off that we're just already throwing in different <laughs> names for it. That one's just wild. An email, Kevin and Gordon, Boston, okay. please. In 20, someone needs to get Valentin Tro to convince Kipcho Browning achievement to win the granddaddy of all the world marathon majors. He'll be only the second man to win both the Olympics and the Boston marathon. I know Iliad would like to hear it'll be a beautiful race with all the spectators in the world watching post COVID. If he wants to inspire people even more, Boston is a place to do it. It would add to his legacy as opposed to more London and Berlin titles. And about that retirement, Formula One racing, he thinks he's a fan. And he says, full disclosure, he's spent nearly all my adult life in the Boston area. So obviously I'm very biased. That is Marty from Massachusetts. What do you think, avid Kipchoge watcher? If you wrote books and didn't spend all your time playing tennis now and putting on cool headbands, you'd probably be working on a biography about the man himself. <laughs> what do you think he does in his post-Olympic race schedule? Yeah, I was just full disclosure. I was just wearing my Kipchoge shirt before I, I changed into a fresh one for, for this episode. The thing with Kipchoge is he's, as we've seen outside of major, major uh, championships and, you know, London, and uh, he aligns himself with events that are sponsored by brands he represents. Now, I, I don't know if that's going to continue forever but we look at him running uh where where was this the what what marathon did he run last month i'm sorry i this I, was I, the nn mission marathon on an airport okay okay Carmack. okay where, where what this was in the netherlands what 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 city was this in it was initially it in hamburg it's, and then in the netherlands okay it 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 doesn't matter um it you said it there in in i mean it is an in in event right and then we think back yeah, to yeah, yeah. 150, you know, his second, his first sub two event, a Nike event, his second sub two event, that random company that he, he aligned himself with. Uh, he, Boston is an Adidas event. The times he's been in the US to, to run a marathon has been in Chicago, a Nike event. I don't see this guy. He just is very keyed in with, He's loyal to his brands, right? He's got a very valuable name. Yes, would I love for him to come to Boston? Of course. I don't think at this career when he's choosing his marathons very, very wisely, knowing that he doesn't have a dozen of them likely left, um, I don't think he's coming over for a big event of which is going to generate a lot, a ton of publicity for the Boston Marathon, is going to then in, in turn generate a ton of publicity for Adidas. No, I don't think that's happening. I don't. I think he's too loyal of a of an, an of a Nike employee to to do something like that. If that's the case, that'd be a big time bummer because I don't look at these races. I mean, as, do oh, you, this is a Nike you, race. Do, or this is an Asics race, or this is an Adidas race. It's the Boston Marathon, the about, New York Marathon. Chicago, think about his history. London though. Marathon. Think about his history. 
Think about his history. Yeah. The, 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 the part it's not just Well, you signed a contract. Run. Yes. You sign a contract with London or Berlin or whatever, and it's not just a one-year contract, right? There are multiple-year mm-hmm. contracts. And then if you're the defending champion, the financial incentive is for you to come back. So there's that element mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just – I don't know. That's just my take. He's just very – I mean, you know, just following him on social media. You know, he's not just a shill, but there is a brand strategy that's very apparent with – with Elliot Kipchoge and you're right you know he's stayed loyal also to it's not that he's um I don't I don't know this I don't think he has a BMW deal and that's the I think the title sponsor Berlin uh so I, I don't it's not just that he's focused on on selling ads but he's 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 a brand he's very aware of that I mean the guy's been selling NFTs for goodness sakes I don't think he needs the money but he's he's out there catching up on all the trends he's very He's very 21st century aware of what his image does in in the world. I just think uh, you, you're right that that you know uh, that there are other things at play in his mind than than just you know what what's gonna be the best for his, for his, for Eli Kipchoge and his sponsors. But I I just don't see Adidas's biggest major marathon, or maybe, maybe it's their only. I can't remember, but I, I don't see it happening for him, especially when you consider how sparingly he's come to the U.S. I'm getting some Bolt never went to pre vibes as well from this. It just, and again, that's that's a Nike meet. That, that's more closely associated with the brand than I think a lot of these marathons are. Maybe I, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but that's just, that's a Nike production from head to toe. And we know the Nike athletes, mm-hmm. basically, you're required to be there unless you provide like a written doctor's note, right? You need a, you need an excuse. They, they send Nike employees out there. And I always thought it would have been cool if Bolt, the biggest figure in track and field of this generation was able to run at Hayward field. I always thought that would have been a, a, a cool image, right? To just, so all, you could say all the greats at some point in their career passed through Hayward. Now he got to run the pen relays, which was cool. He ran in New York. So it's not like he never ran in the United States, but you know, Hayward's different. Hayward Field in the Prefontaine Classic is different. And it would have been a cool historical point for just to, yeah, just to have that photograph of him lined up in those, in those starting blocks. What would you want Kipchoge to do though? Put all the brand stuff aside. What would you like to see him run? Yeah, New York or, or Boston, of course. I mean, the two most iconic, the t- the two technical courses. The, I mean, probably Boston. If I you know I say all that, I just don't see it happening. But uh, Boston is our most famous marathon, uh, so <laughs> I w- I would I would certainly pick that. He obviously doesn't need that. You know, we talk about he needs this on his resume too. No, we're just getting incredibly greedy here. Uh, it would be fun. To see him, to see him in that type of a race, it would be fun on a good weather day with yeah. a tailwind. To see, I know he's older now, but how fast he could go, uh, yeah, it, it would be cool to to see him in Boston. I I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm not going to hold out hope for it, but 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 yeah, I I think that's the the simple pick, and I and and uh, New York's a a distant, but but still in second place there for me. Mm-hmm. I want to see him do both of them. Just check off the boxes. Just again, adds to the resume. Just kind of cool. 
159.40. He's run the fastest time ever. He's run the world record. He has a world record. He's got all the London. But it'd be cool to say I got London. I got Berlin. I got Chicago. I got Boston. I got New York. I got the Olympics. Okay. And maybe he wants, oh, maybe he'll get the world championships and maybe he'll get Tokyo too. But that like core six of the Olympics plus those, those five majors is the world championship. Is just, yeah. Well, I don't know. Like it's, the world, it's called a, it's called a major. That'd be yeah. like Mike Trout, well, like, like Tokyo and like, hey, I, I need to go back to the minor leagues for a season. I want to get their home rec home run record as well. So uh, just send me back to the minors. And then I'll come back up next year. No, I don't think he'll do the world championship. Well, we were talking case, about yeah, the you... we were talking about the we were talking about the Grand Slam before, and technically those are in the marathon majors. But if you're asking no, yeah, Tokyo versus Boston, it's not Tokyo versus Boston. It's not close. World Championships versus New York, it's not close. I'd rather see him in those those yeah Boston and New York type races. And it just tests even if the field's not that hard. It just tests a different style of racing which would be fun to see him thrive in and i think it'd be kind of oh, yeah. cool because yeah. much in the way not to compare the two athletes but linden moving up to the 50k just to try something different is and a new challenge right like and there's a chance yeah. i mean kipchoge could break the new york course record so how cool would that be to collect more course mm -hmm. records it's difficult to think that he's going to run a 159 39 again or he's going to run a faster you know world record or sanctioned world record but he can run maybe he can run a 204 high in new york boston's tough because of the the wind that year and the the favorable yeah. conditions so he'd have to run sub 203 essentially to get that course record but how cool would it be to have all those course records right that would be that would be something that again his resume is ridiculous already so saying add into the resume yeah. It, you're, he's competing against somebody five generations down the road, but it is, you just like look at it and you're like, oh, it'd be cool if you could just check off those. There's only a couple boxes. Just do those other ones. Just get yeah, all those course we're records. We're getting greedy though. We are, we're just getting, we're getting a little greedy. I, I did Kipchoge think when he ran 159 uh, and then he broke, you know, he has the, the, the regular world record Olympic champion and, you know, had that record mm -hmm. of unbeaten for so many, he'd be like, yeah, there's going to be these two American dudes that are going to be like, you know, it'd be cool if he won Boston too. The, you know, he'd be like, God <laughs> damn it, <laughs> I've done everything I can. Yeah, yeah, I know. But what is he? And I've said this for a couple of years now, and he's lowered his times there, so he's run really well. But it's like, or not a couple of years, at least a year. Like, what does he get out of going to London and running two hundred four fifty six? Gets a bunch of money, money and gets money. another win, which is yeah, but... awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that versus a. I think he just enjoys Boston. it. I think he enjoy. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, he enjoys his because stay at the Savoy or wherever wherever he's at. Um, I don't know. If you, he it, he just if he runs if he runs a two oh seven but wins in Boston, to me that at least adds something new versus a, a faster time, even if it's in London, right? Because it's a different course. Yeah. Running fans would understand that. Um, and, and I don't know, I, I feel like you'd want to do something. Wouldn't it get stale? I guess I've never won anything. So winning that many times to the point of boredom is.
Oh, you still there? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. Okay. No, it was just so much Kipchoge talk. I think it, we we overloaded the the system here. Uh, Server broke. All right, down. we're gonna we're gonna respond to some YouTube comments over the past uh, couple weeks. Mo a lot of these relate to takes, obviously that you weren't part of uh, Lincoln, so you can chime in. Yeah, you can you can agree. You can disagree. Uh, okay. You can take the you can take the side of us. You can take the side of Gordon. You can take the side of the the, the commenter. Let's start first here. Uh, Gordon went on a rant about why are NCAA teams sometimes faster than national teams? Mm. And Big Buff Guy ninety five wrote in: Is Gordon not familiar with the concept in college athletics known as recruiting? His take was ridiculous. Okay. I agree with you. Uh, Bom music it makes more school better than countries. One, schools are able to get athletes at or near their peak performance ages. Two, these guys aren't slow. Three, selected schools get to collect world's best at certain events. Uh, they train together. So in short, they aren't that young. Some of them are already established athletes. They're already world-class. They get better training, better nutrition and care, and they're all on the same team and working more consistently day in and day out. They're bound to be better. There you go. Okay, so I'm sorry, I missed this take. NCAA teams are better than national teams. It like U.S. national teams? Is that the take? I don't understand that. He, he's basically saying like, why is Houston's four by one faster than Great Britain? Right. That's what his. That's what his. Yeah. Opinion. Well, they was. get to pick athletes and from I, all I think... different countries if they will, if they want. I mean, it's not better than the U.S., so that's. I mean, it's hard to have yeah. four track guys. It's hard to have really good guys and uh, in, in really good guys and women in, in from one country. I mean, Great Britain's kind of a small little island. Uh, it's U.S. is a hotbed. I mean, part of that is that, you know, U.S. should always be the best. U.S. Jamaica is the outlier. We have no idea why Jamaica continues to churn out. I know they're a little bit down right now, but, the, you know, for the most part, Jamaica is the, the, the outlier Men's that makes though. no sense that they're able yeah um but <laughs> he's mad here funky yeah, jam dude remembers in the, the chat. answer he said he's mad that canada isn't faster than lsu that, that's a good distillation of gordon's argument yeah canada doesn't make a ton of sense i will say uh in the sprint side i mean they have degrasse but uh yeah that 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 one doesn't make a ton of a ton of sense but the well, u.s no, is I just think the best i mean we're, we're just the best well, no, the commenter summed it up. It's like you're getting the age thing is kind of irrelevant because you're putting people in a lot of situations. Co Gordon keeps calling them college kids as if they're 12. Uh, yeah. And then you're pulling people from across the country or across the world, excuse me. Right. And then you're all there's also these hotbeds, right? So it's not evenly distributed. It's not like Texas A&M gets one good 100 meter runner then UConn gets a good 100 meter runner, right? And then yeah. they're all like, there are a few schools that get a lion's share of the talent. And then once you put them together and allow them to practice, I think they've, I think they've, they've uh, got a point here. All right, Jake. Well, yeah, and it's kind of like, that's become, it'd be kind of like saying like, why does, why is Alabama football able to beat, not that they have this, but the Canadian national team in football, it's like, well, <laughs> because maybe there's a bigger focus in football in in at, at the University of Alabama than there is in the you know in the country of Canada where it's cold all the time and not all the time but you know it's 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 obviously it's different track and field's more global than than American football but but you know there's more of a focus on 
on sprinting in in the U.S. than than there is uh, in in Canada. So that that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, it's like here's all of Canada, but then here's what ninety percent of the best eighteen to twenty four year olds in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just yeah. like obviously there's people who don't go to the NCAA system, but a lot of them do. Look at that Florida team a couple of years ago. They had Akeem Sonny Brown. All from different from countries. Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least three different countries represented that I can remember. Yeah, Raymond Ekvewo yeah. from Nigeria. And then uh, Holloway, obviously, from the, the U.S. I can't remember off the top of my head who the fourth person was on that team. But I, that's essentially yeah. a... He was American. Yeah. It's essentially a U23 all-star team. And it's like, why is this yeah. U23 all-star team better than this one country's best athletes when u23 is almost the whole game i guess you could say u28 or whatever but there's a lot of there's a lot of talent there uh in in the ncaa system all right let's move on to to jake responding to my take that i just liked how oliver Hoare runs these runs these 1500s he just goes out hard from the gun and makes people make decisions and he says yes running as fast as you can for the race distance is in fact the best way to have a chance to win who knew I'm sorry if that sounds pretentious or out of line, but I've just never understood why all the pros and collegians just sit and kick every race. What's the point of being in 335, 1500 meter shape if you only run 350? Everyone seems to think they have the best kick. Only one person does, in fact, have the best kick. That's a great point, Jake, but you're forgetting one thing, which is if you are running the mile, you think you are that, that one person. That's the yeah. rule. Yeah, it's proven. Otherwise, you would not be it's a, a mile. honored tradition. Yeah, it's a time honored tradition. Um, yeah, uh, that's absolutely the case. I have two busted knees and um, and slower than dirt, and I think I have a good kick. So I mean, it's it's just uh, it's the way it is. Everyone thinks they have the best kick. That's it's it's defied logic uh, for generations. Uh, also, it's a little bit easier to jog and then sprint than it is to run hard the entire race. So there's that. And <laughs> also it's just, we've also for generations watched Olympic level races, diamond league race, not diamond league as much, obviously, but you know, championship big races yeah. are tactical. That's just the way that's what we've done forever in track and field. Mm. So that's the way until, and, and maybe, maybe track and field gets more, you know, individualized for, for strategy and, if it use if we use the a word and somebody some genius comes out and says you know actually per athlete this is their best strategy and can break it down and be like hey for Jakob mm -hmm. Ingebrigtsen the strategy should be for him to take the olympic final from the gun cuz that gives him his yeah, best yeah, yeah. Sh shot and i can prove that yeah. analytically obviously that doesn't scale down to the college level but i think track and field uh, is in need of kind of like an i know this is corny and, and probably won't happen but like an analytical revolution for people to to take a to, to be like no actually it's only to prove it's only for these few individuals where a tactical race is the best strategy for the rest of the people it's a really bad idea and so this is what you should do until that's able to be proven or something like that people are just going to run tactical tactically because it's easier to do and everyone thinks they have the best kick did you just become the billy bean of the 1500 I think so. It's I'm, I'm trying to money ball track and field from the tennis court over here. Uh, <laughs> there I, you I, go. I, there you go. Yeah. I think that's a future I mean, job gotta, for you. I don't know if you're. 
looking for jobs still or what you're doing in terms you gotta of like smart track situation. you know track is track for all the for all the tech and spikes is kind of in the dark ages when it comes to strategy i think maybe coaches aren't interesting but as far as you know you know you track track there needs to be coaches that put buzzers on their athletes in training. When you spread out into lane two, you get like shocked or something like shock collar treatment, maybe a little unethical, but it's going to train me athletes here, to yeah. be better tactically. Yeah. Anyways, well, go ahead. here's, but here's the, here's the thing too. You have all these races with rabbits in them for the highest level athletes, which just incentivizes athletes just slow and not to lead. And yes, well, that's different because yeah, they're going harder yeah. from the gun, but they're not, getting the practice of developing their own race plan you could say well that's the case in the 5,000 and 10,000 say well yeah and that that's an an issue as well too that we see it, it hasn't always been like that and i don't think it will always be like that you and i were just at a world championship where the best athletes really took on the pace but i think you're absolutely right individual athletes really need to look long and hard at what their best strategy is and maybe you go into a final and your thing is well, my odds, uh, you know, I have the chart, right? My odds mm -hmm. of 12th, my odds of finishing last are, are higher than my odds of finishing first. But here mm -hmm. are my odds of, but I do have a chance, you know, 50%, you know, likelihood of finishing either third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Okay. Well, what's my best plan to get third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh? Right. Okay. It's running of splits. I don't know. I think I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. I don't know how you do it, but it's a fascinating topic. The problem is you're screwed when the best guy also takes it out hard. That's like in like Timothy Chariot or in on the women's side, Savannah San. That's when you're you're screwed. Right, right. That 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 makes it the most fun. But uh, if it's tactical, you know, I, I I don't know. It's I for for most people, the strategy should not be to just wait and sit and kick. I don't know. At least throw in some surges. Not Alan Webb level 2007 World Championship surges. Uh, we don't need right. to be going that crazy, but uh, <laughs> maybe just something other than just following the pack. Maybe people overlearned mm -hmm. that that lesson. Uh, okay, we're gonna skip ahead a little yeah. bit here. West Coast 1500 meter, which is tonight. Bomb Squad writes in Mance B A U M. I should say Mance better start kicking now if he wants to win. It is gonna be fun to watch. Mance run a 1500. Nico Young is not in the same heat. I mean, he's still in a fast heat, but he's not in the fastest heat. Mance, however, is in the fastest heat. So he's going to be in there with some 334 guy. Fun to see. Uh, on the topic of Tinman, got a poll up here. Who is most at fault? Athlete 67, coach 33. Interesting that it broke down along I those lines. That. And I'll read it. I'll read a couple of these comments and then you can weigh in here. Mark says, honestly, maybe a rebrand would be a big seller for Tin Man Elite. I'm a big Tin Man fan. If they rebrand and start a new name logo, I'd follow them and probably buy way too much unnecessary gear to support them. Uh, Joel says, I see them slowly disappearing, honestly. They need to get a full-time job. Wow. Uh, Jan oh Kai says, I really don't understand why people hate Tin Man. Yeah, they ain't the fastest in the US, but they revolutionized the world of running. Is more credit? Uh, and then Mr. Uh, Bomb Squad responded again here too. I think that's why people dislike them. They give too many guys a spot on a pro team. They don't have any reason to be running pro. Look at the recent race. They're getting beat by a lot of college athletes. Let me, hold on, let me stop right there. Let me stop right there. I wanna stop right there. But here's the thing though. They're not taking up anybody's spot here. Yeah. The idea, like they're not of money. It's just a group of people who are 
going after this post-collegiate dream, which a lot of people do, right? They're sticking with it though. They're trying to improve, lower their PBs, make it to the trials, make it to the US championships, heck, make it to the Olympics, right? That's what, they're not mm -hmm. taking up anybody's spot here. It's not like, oh, Adidas has $100,000 and they decided instead of giving it to Cole Hawker next year, they're going to give it to a person on Tinman. No, that's not what's, no, that's not no. what's happening at all. No, no, not at all. They're just, and they're just publicizing their journey. I think that's what's an important, like, there's not an NBA bench. There's not, there's not a roster limit here, folks. That's what people need to understand. They're, you're not bumping yeah, yeah. somebody else off. There's all sorts of people at their level that are running. There's all sorts of collegians um, running faster than, than, than pros. Anyway, on that, yeah. and then I'll read some more. Yeah, it happens all the time. Um, yeah, my thoughts are any time, any type of divorce is, is ugly. Uh, I didn't know or expect this, obviously. Um, I think they rub some people the wrong way just because they are front and center on social media. Um, and they are, they are not Bowerman track club level of performance. Um, but most of these guys aren't sponsored by Adidas, at least to my knowledge. They're, um, they're, they're trying to walk the, walk the walk and talk the talk obviously to some people they think they talk the talk a little bit too much but it's not like these guys are you know these guys are trying to make olympic teams and i think other than parsons who's running for germany hunter is for most people the one person with the legitimate shot and the rest of the guys are just trying to get better i don't think we need to be offended by guys trying to get better now whatever happened with the coach and them is can be between them um it's, I, I, I just cannot form an opinion on it based on the, no one, there's, there's no reporting, right? I mean, there's no reporting on this. It's all conjecture. And he said, she said, and, and, um, stuff we've read on let's run that, 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 that sometimes that forms the foundation of track and field reporting is what's been said on, on let's run message boards. And that's, that's dumb to, to say. Um, and I think people are using this opportunity to air out grievances against the team. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, Hunter's the one who's actually getting paid. Uh, I, I'm sure Parsons is on a deal and maybe a couple other of the guys are. I know Fisher has a deal. I'm sure it's really, really small. Uh, these guys aren't, aren't, it's not like this is Adidas's budget is all invested in 10 men elite. It's not. Um, and can you blame them for trying to make themselves a and brand? It, no, I'm, well, and if I'm it was, involved right now. If I'm it, trying to make my wife's business a, a brand. We're, we're, I'm constantly trying to make money off of a brand. Why, why would you not be trying to make money? I mean, that's, they said it himself in the, or his wife said it in the let's run thread, I will pull something. Tenman, the coach, Schwartz encouraged these guys to try to sell gear. I mean, that's, and they sold gear. And so congrats to them. Um, they haven't echoed that their, their performance hasn't matched the success of their gear, but they're trying. And uh, mm -hmm. these guys just don't have the talent for the most part. I mean, that's, a, it's a, I think they're relatable because they are kind of a, a uh, a group of you know ragtag bunch of guys aside from Drew Hunter, um, I think that what 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 is what people like about them. Um, people like Bowerman too because they win Olympic medals, but but people yeah. like them for the fact that these are these are guys yes that have some talent but are not your big contract right out of college type of guys. I think they like it about that. Um, I I. I don't know. I don't think there's too much drama here. They broke up with their coach. Maybe they should change their name. Maybe they should have to do that. I don't know. But 
whatever. They're just trying to get better. And most of these guys aren't taking, like you said, they're not taking money from people. So uh, it's yeah, really small beans in my opinion. Right. I mean, that's what I think the, the under, misunderstanding here is, is like, oh, they're in the, they're pros and they're taking spots from other pros, but the term pro is so loose. It's such a it's, nebulous term. We stretch it. We stretch it pretty far. They, they can when it accept comes, prize money, but I don't think they're getting yeah, brand deals for the most part. Right. But it, it's not, it's, they're not, they're not taking up space. Track and field running. One good thing about it as compared to a lot of other sports is it's a meritocracy. And I know it's, yeah. it's not, it's not perfect, but you run the times, you can work your way into big races and you can make teams, right? doesn't matter if the coach doesn't like you. It doesn't matter from a different part of the country or you went to a different college. You show up, you get in a race, you run fast, you submit your time, you're in the Olympic trials. You keep going, you can see where it leads yeah. from there. I want to focus on one point that you said, though, where it's like, hey, uh, what, like, it's not Adidas's whole budget. Well, I don't know, though. May, like, who's selling more product for Adidas right now yeah, than, than Tinman? Them or if you just compare them to another distance runner, right? So I don't even, they're not doing this. This isn't happening. But I don't know if it's that terrible of an idea to invest more money in groups like this no. where the people aren't necessarily the fastest but they're the ones who create a connection with the audience out there and potential consumers because isn't the goal if you get sponsored to sell the product and yeah it seems to me they do a pretty good job of that and you can hate on it all and say well that's not how the sport should be that there should be a one-to-one -one comparison between how fast or how good somebody is and how much they can sell but that's not the case in running that's not the case in a lot of different sports so i don't think even think it would yeah. be that absurd of a notion to commit more to groups not just this group specifically but groups in general that aren't the best runners but have bigger followings yeah and in general i just think aside from what you just said i i think it's cheap and pointless to use Kind of a public breakup if you will as this as a referendum on your to, to levy wax at, at the team in general um i'm sure they i i don't know i i mean i'm i'm kind of out on groups all, all in all i mean obviously they're important to training but i'm not like i'm not a fan of like a group per se that's just i don't that's not how i operate um maybe, and some people are i know but it's unfair to levy critiques at them just because you don't like the way that they performed. It's not like this is the, you know, we have this is their, the team, local team from your city and you're upset with how they've drafted and spent money against right, the salary right, cap. Right. Like that's, that's, that's not, that's not this. Uh, I think people are just taking this to using this opportunity to take cheap shots at them. And we don't know all that went on. We literally have kind of only hear, heard, and it's only through his wife have only heard Swartz's, opinion and take on this who knows all that's gone on with this group but you know what um you know the nike oregon project literally had to dissolve because their coach was doing bad things uh, i i you know take cheap shots at them even two years later let's is, these guys that are just trying to to be professional runners um like we, we mm -hmm. don't need to to lob stones at them mm -hmm. all right we'll leave it there
we'll leave it there. We've gone on long enough. Longest podcast in a while, mm-hmm. Lincoln. I think May, it was that's you. That's what I bring I think to we you. Were, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe it's all the, I don't know, endurance you've built up on the tennis courts there, going back and forth, baseline to baseline. The hair, it just brings a laid-back attitude to the podcast. I know people are like, I don't, I'm listening to this in the car. Why, why do I need to hear about this guy's non haircut? But um, yeah, it's a good time to cut it off. I hear my son, uh, he's in the bathroom, <laughs> needs my help. Um, you know, we still occasionally have issues there. So good time to cut this, uh, cut this down, Kevin. I look forward to catching up in, in real life sometime soon. Are you, are you fully vaccinated? I am. I got my last shot you... on Monday. So yeah. Did you have the, well, I mean, I'll tough be all good on Tuesday? Had a very you, tough yeah, day. Yeah. yeah, my Wednesday, but I got my final shot on, on Tuesday, and my Wednesday was was a little rough. Yeah, we need to catch up. We need to get the kids together. Uh, I I know you have a a, a one month old now, so uh, things are yeah. we need to we need to catch up. Um, we'll have to do that. But thanks I, for having me on. I appreciate it. No, it was uh, it was good to chat. Uh, I have a lot of kids, so I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's good to put you in the rotation again, you know, with, uh, with Gordon mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, it's, uh, I, I really want the Gordon Lincoln cool. combo to come back. Cause that was always my favorite. So I might have it to schedule maybe when I take a, a, a week of uh, paternity leave off in the future, I'm going to have to make sure that you, you fill in for me, but we'll leave it there. Thanks to Alon for producing. Thanks to Travis for helping out with all those awesome graphic. And thanks to you, Lincoln, subscribe to the podcast. Check out On The Run. Watch West Coast Relays today. We'll talk to you guys on Monday.